Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. J. Keith, Denver Yo. Nuggets center Nikola Jokic has been voted the NBA's most valuable player for a second consecutive season. Sources tell ESPN a formal announcement is expected this week. And I know our very own Alan Yates is very relieved by this because Actually, you know he what? was afraid that they might give it to Embiid, but uh, they sure, gave it to Jokic. You, Alan, you sure the floor Jokic is yours. not Barkley or somebody? The floor Max? is yours, Alan. How do you feel about this today? Where, where, how are you Hold on, let now? me get the dump button ready. Hold on. Man, listen, man. First of all, <laughs> I just don't – like, I get it, but – Nah, I'm, I'm playing. I, I get it. I understand why you want to, you know, advance analytics and all that. But when you are looking at an MVP consideration and you see a center do things that hasn't been done since the great Shaquille O'Neal, I feel like that stuff matters. Like, most 40 and 10s matter. Like, 30 games in a row scoring 30 at the center position matters. Like, the whole Ben Simmons thing matters. I get the passes and, you know <laughs> – Jokic averages this and that, but, like, the offense is predicated to show showcase what he does well, which is pass the ball. But he don't guard nobody. He can't guard nobody, but it's fine. You know, I mean, he did average 27, 14, and 8. Yeah, 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 Max. Nuggets and 6. They got, you know, they got a big game tomorrow. Well, right. That's the whole thing. See, here's my thing, Jay Key. I, look, I thought Embiid should have gotten MVP this year. If you're not going to give it to Giannis, you give it to Embiid, right? But the real issue for Why? me – why do I think he was MVP? Yes. I think basically offensively, though they do things a little differently, it's very close between him and Jokic, and defensively, Embiid is better. I don't, and, and, and better, no question about right, it. Right, right. So, but so also, there's offense and defense, and then what else do you want from him? He he carried his team. He but but Key and Jay, to me, the real thing is once the playoffs start, that separates the wheat from the chaff, right? The men from the boys. Like no, so you Embiid think so? What you're <laughs> essentially saying is that the, the award is given out too early. Yes. What What's the regular Hell season yeah. award? Yeah, but it's just ridiculous, man. If you really want to get an MVP, how do you know after the regular season? You don't know till the games really mean something. Well, there is something to say that you have to reward 82 games. If not, then why play 82 games? Well, for- no, but key. My, my thing is, yes, you do. And I'm saying in those 82 games, in the regular season, Embiid would have had my vote over Jokic. But when you really see the difference is when the playoffs start. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, now it's clear. I get it, right? Jay, when the playoffs start, but, man, it's a regular season award. I understand why sometimes people that vote on these things pick a certain dude. I think also Embiid's willingness to – speak out about wanting the award, I think may tilt things in a different way. Cause you know how voters are. They don't, they don't want you trying to tell them their job. And when you campaigning for an award, they won't reward you for that. That's just the way I look at it. Plus on top of that, they were down. Oh, two. He came back as two, two, no matter how you look at it in the playoffs. Yeah. You see, First off, I wish we had more basketball, former basketball people that were on the list to actually help make these decisions so we weren't focused 
so much on analytics. I'm okay with Jokic getting the award, but I can see how from my basketball eye test, I will give it to Joel Embiid. For my analytics test, I will give it to Jokic, right? Um, I think that's number one. But I also think that I hear what you guys are saying about it being in the playoffs, Max, but I also don't think I, I easily gloss over the fact that this dude didn't have his second leading score and his third leading score yeah. on his team, and they still found themselves to be in the sixth seed for the playoffs and still got there. It's great. So I, 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 I think it was <laughs> neck and neck. Let me make the argument, Jay. Let me, let me make a, a boxing analogy, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you can have a fight and a lot of close rounds, right? But one guy decisively won those rounds. Like, he won. To me... In my mind, Jokic versus Embiid is close. It's very close. And yet, clear to me that Embiid is the winner. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between saying that and saying, it's close, it could have gone either way. And See, saying, I don't think it's, it's close. clear to me. It's not clear to you, huh? That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no legit criteria that is established to be so, the MVP. So, it's all so, subjective. That's right. the yeah, problem with the Dame Award. So, so you don't think... To guard somebody? I was about to say, you know, I was just about to ask I don't, you. I don't think order. Jokic is as bad as you guys are making him out but, to be well, defensive. What I'm asking bad. you is, does your MVP get pulled in the fourth quarter of close games because of his defensive liabilities, yes or no? No. So how... No, right. Like Michael Jordan, LeBron no. James, these guys but never I, come but off I, the floor. But I, never. But, I, but I can tell you right now, they're about five or six other situations, if I had Joel Embiid in the game, I would probably think about down the stretch, taking him out if he was getting isolated and targeted. Really? Da- no way, yo. This ain't the Al- what do you mean This no ain't way. the Embiid who played against Al Horford five so years ago. So let me target you, Max. I'm going to target your ass. You ready? Yeah. You're Joel Embiid. Yeah. I'm Luca. Come here off this ball screen. Well, but right. No, 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 defending, no. I'm giving you example. I'm Curry. I'm a target. Come night. on. Okay, defending against a guy her. like Steph Curry Against in Jimmy space. Butler? Don't care. He had 40. Against Jimmy? He had 40. What? Jimmy Butler had 40 last night. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's not a prolific three-point shooter. He had 40, ben, but he's... Ben Simmons not man. a prolific scorer, and he hold, gave hold on, hold Rudy on, Yates, Gobert Yates, multiple Yates, defensive Yates, players. You cannot... T- time 42. Out. You're taking a particular situation, and you're saying down this stretch, end of game, last couple of seconds, you're not making defensive adjustments to give your team the best chance to win the game by potentially going small. Nikola like, Jokic has been getting benched in the fourth quarter of playoff games and regular season games since he was in the NBA or in the same team as Yusuf Nurkic. This is a thing that he has a, had a problem with. Yeah, he has gotten better. What Jay is saying is that's not disqualifying. Gap. It is a wide gap. It should be. Well, I, I don't know if it should it's be or shouldn't be. It's a totality of a player, I'll yes? say this. Like, Giannis has a hell of a case, too. If you want then to Giannis I, I should think, win MVP yeah. every year, then. I should think Giannis had the best case, to tell you the truth. But let me ask you this, though, Jay, though. As a basketball dude, man, you give an MVP to early exit guys every single year? Early exit, no matter who on the floor, no matter matter who's on the floor with playoff award to me. I understand that, but if you looking at the three of those teams and those guys, who's most likely will continue? But you guys are going back the same. Like it's like the we're having the same arguments. No, no, slightly different. Listen, we're having the same arguments. I'm trying to understand every single year about this award. You guys know that, right? Like, it was even that award when James Harden got it, and it was like, oh, LeBron was the best player from top. It's every single year. But I want to make a point about that. I'd like to make a point about that. I didn't think James Harden was going home either. Hold on, Key J. I want to make one point to Jay about that, okay? There's a difference between saying, wait till the end of the postseason because you have to add up what happens in the postseason in order to determine the MVP, and saying what I think Yates is saying and what Key is touching on and what I'm pointing out, which is it's not so much that you have to count the playoffs – 
It's that what happens in the playoffs can make you feel justified about your pick or not. And, what, and the way the playoffs illuminate these players' greatness, it appears that if you voted for Jokic, you don't look as good right now as if you voted for Embiid. It's not that you have to count it. It's that it kind of that, illuminates that makes, something about the players. That makes zero sense, though, this year. Why? Because this dude is playing without two of his best players. Jamal Murray dropped 50 in the bubble a couple years well, ago. Well, I mean, that's also working against Jokic. When he was healthy and so was Jamal Murray, Murray was the best player right. on the team. It's not working against Joel Embiid. We're, we're, we're gaining him with James Harden. We're saying those two together can win a championship. Well, because Man, Embiid I is still just, clearly the key. My MVPs can't just be sent home every single year. That's all I'm saying. I don't give a damn if it's a regular I, season award or not. Because in 2020, what is it, 2023, what are we going to say in 2023 when he gets sent home? What are we going to say? Michael oh, Porter he won the MVP back. three years in a row. That's, well, he got better defensively, so it's fine. You know, we got to get him next year. No, we'll that's, get him next that, year. In the year the, after that. In the year after that. In the VORP. Again. All right. It's the point that, that like, I, I really want to know. Like, this is two years in a row. Like, this feels like Steve Nash when he won two years in a row and everybody thought you should have given it to LeBron both years. Like, where does this award, regular season or not, well, now translate Kobe. to postseason pressure? Jay, like, is there anyone that has more pressure now on Jokic going into next year? No, in the I NBA? said uh, next year is off the charts for this team. Between him, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., they have to they have to get at least to the Western Conference Finals or an NBA championship. I agree what with you, by the, the way, about for the award. I agree with you about <laughs> Jay about hey, y'all like y'all y'all I'm game. not the one who chose. I don't have a vote. <laughs> Wait, Jay. I'm just telling you all my opinion. Jay, like, so you know, no, 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 because I feel like I'm getting triple team. So you know, you know what your MVP, you know what your MVP can do. He can still go out and win a world championship. Go win a world championship and shut everybody up, and it's not even a conversation. Get it done. Yeah, that, you should, that's your opportunity Jay. for your guy who's still playing. Jokic ain't playing. He's sitting at home. No, no, I'm Two with you. I'm, I'm with Jay, apparently. though, guys. I'm with Jay. Jokic's team, really, if you don't have your second and third best players, you really don't have a chance. So, so like, I'm not holding that part against Jokic. I'm saying that his play, and now you see what Embiid means to the team, like, it does mean something. You, you got a fractured orbital bone. You get back before, ahead of schedule. Put on a face mask. As soon as you get back, your team that's getting destroyed in the series, wins back-to-back games. Like, that means something that to means me. That means something to me. That yeah. certainly means something. I look at that sort of stuff. Even though the award is already given out, I look at that. When, when I see a dude win back-to-back championship, I mean, back-to-back uh, MVPs, Jay, and can't get his team to the NBA But final, to be fair, Keith, who's on I, the team? I, I, hope, I hope that the Warriors and the 76ers get to a world championship so we can see down the stretch when they decide to go small, if they still leave Joel Embiid on the court. Well, yeah, there's a difference. I can't wait to Jay, see I do that. agree I with you. I, I agree with you here. Yes. I'm giving Embiid a lot of credit for what he's doing, and he deserves that. But Jokic doesn't deserve to have credit taken away because he doesn't have a chance. Without your second and third best players, you don't have a chance. Embiid has a chance to win, to, but to give him credit, he's taking advantage of that chance. When Jokic had the chance, they did great until he wasn't able to match his, who, the guy who was supposed to be his second bananas, you know, performance in the playoffs and therefore his team came up short and until I see him correct that I'm not giving him credit for that I'm watching Embiid correct problems he used to have you know well thank goodness Jokic doesn't need you to give him credit for him to win a second MVP <laughs> that's no, true. I, I, I hear what everybody's saying but you know you're, you're arguing stuff that's already done now yeah I put ice on your head Jay it'll melt <laughs>
What's the narrative going to be next year, Jay? Is it going to be most games played? Or no, they're going to give it to Embiid next but, year. Yeah, but, Yates, that's my point. That's why I'm down with you on this. So, look, I can honestly care less if it was Joel Embiid or Jokic. I'm not as passionate about it as you two are. I get more frustrated at every single year the criteria changes. It's subjective. And it, there's no set-in-stone criteria for what it takes to win an MVP. And, you know, people like, once they give it to a guy once, it's, I think you, they don't want to give it to him three times. But once they give it to him once, it's kind of easy if he does it again to give it to him again. It happened to Giannis. He it happened to, to Jokic. And right. And maybe, now I think they're done giving it to Jokic now. I think next year, if it's close, it will go to Embiid. That'd Jay, be- you're in or you're out on the award. Give me Because you, you, you keep flip-flopping on me, man. Who? Which one is it? Yeah, give us your MVPs, one, two, three. Come on, just give them to me. I mean, I would have told you I thought the best player in basketball was Giannis. Are we giving it to the best player or are we giving it to the best season? Who's your MVP, however you want to define it? One, two, three. I would probably have Giannis because I think Giannis on both sides. That's one. I agree. By the way, I agree. I agree. I would probably have Giannis. I would probably have Joel Embiid and I have Jokic. Me too. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's why I said I'm not as passionate about it as everybody else is. Right. Well, Yates, you got to take with a grain of salt because he's a Sixers fan. fan. I agree with Jay, though. Like I would, I would be much more comfortable if if Giannis got that joint because it's 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 just due. The Vorp stuff, I'm cool off it, man. But you know, yeah, but they're all their Vorps are all about the same. Like are that's they? yeah, it's, yeah, they are. They're all about the same. But are they really? <laughs> yes, man. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the forty five dollars silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. Easy out um, in 99% of ballparks. So, um, you know, the win was a small ballpark. That's a easy out. His math's wrong. 99%'s impossible. There's only 30 parks. I mean, Yankees manager Aaron Boone responding to Chris Woodward. Look, Glaber Torres hit a walk-off home run. Yankees win 2-1. to one. And Chris... Woodward, the Rangers manager, after the game says this. He says this. Small ballpark, that's an easy out <laughs> um, in 99% of ballparks. So, um, you know, the win was, wasn't helping today, obviously, but, you know, just 3-1 count. Probably get a, you know, King is one guy that you put him back out there, you're like, okay, he's not going to give up a homer. Uh, just happened to hit it in a little league ballpark, you know, to right field. Now, Little League ballpark, he's trying to get a reaction. You looking for one, Chris Woodward? You got one. You got it now. But the 99% is just a figure of speech. So Aaron Boone decided to have some fun with it, right? This was Aaron Boone's response. His math's wrong. 99%'s impossible. There's only 30 parks. <laughs> right. So you can get to 96%, but not 99 But here's the other thing, guys. Not only is his math wrong, but that doesn't matter. You just know what he means. Most ballparks, it's, a home, it's not a home run. He's trying to make fun of Yankee Stadium's dimensions, and that's the only reason they won. The fact is, they looked at the exit velocity. That would have been a home run in all but four of the ballparks. In 26 out of 30 parks, it would have been a home run. So Chris Woodward's stupid point is also incorrect. (laughs) It's not a little league ballpark, and it would have been a home run in almost every park, Chris Woodward. So there. Sounds like a Yankees fan, right? Yeah, I'm right. I'm like Yates with Embiid. Yeah, no, it – First of all, he probably got some sort of beef with the Yankees or whatever the case is, Yankee fans, whatever. He, he was a finalist for the Yankee managerial job like when Aaron Boone got it. I'm not saying <laughs> so that's there you the go. reason, but so maybe. There you go. In, in terms of short parks, home run hitting parks, a lot of parks, the inline, the, the, the way that it's built, the, the left and the right fields, 
depending on what park it is, come in mm -hmm. in a shorter where in New York, for instance, the Yankees center field is really one of the deepest in the majors, where Colorado is a home run park for hitters. I mean, it's a – I could hit a home run – I could probably go four for four, all homers in, in Colorado. Not really, but, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Pitchers hate Colorado. So throwing a little shade toward the Yankees is good for baseball, but it didn't make any sense at all. Just an excuse. Okay, isn't this such like a, a typical Yankees fan thing? They won the game. They're starting to be considered the best in the AL right now, right? Yeah. And this comment incites so much anger that it overtakes these other subject matters that seem way more important to me. Yeah, it gives the Yankees moral indignation on top of being excellent. Well, that's anything, though, right? You talk, you talk negative about the Yankees. You talk negative about the Giants. Nah, people don't really care about the Jets. They don't really care about the Knicks anymore. And they really – the Nets aren't really there. But the, but the Giants and the Yankees, if you go all in on them – People are going to come after you. Or you try to go in on the city in New York, they're going to come after you. Well, they come you. after the same thing with yeah. Cowboys and Lakers. Those are the yeah. three. Cowboys and Lakers, people are going to come at you. Everyone will be at you. Yankees, Cowboys, you. Lakers. Those are the three. Boy, you want people at you, go at the Yankees, Cowboys, or Lakers. But he didn't go at the Yankees. Like, that's the thing. He didn't say something negative about the Yankees. He took a shot at their stadium and said it was Little League. Basically, but, he said. But this, a basically, shot at the he said they don't they don't play in a big league ballpark, which was incorrect in his statement. And B, the Texas Rangers, before they moved to their new park, had one of the most hitter friendly ballparks in baseball. So, like your stadium was one of the first built like this. So blame your owners because they built the first hitter friendly ballpark at well, the ballpark at Arlington in the early '90s, and then it became a trend. So you don't be mad at the Yankees. Be mad at your own team. Well, here's the other thing about baseball: is you know why Yankee Stadium has a short right field porch? It's a holdover from when Babe Ruth basically invented the home run. You know, before Babe Ruth, you'd lead the league with eight home runs. Ruth came out, hit 59 home runs, 54, 59, 60 home runs, right? So because they, they oh, we have this great left-handed pull hitter, or he could do more than pull it, but we're going to bring in the porch so make him hit more home runs. DiMaggio played in that same ballpark. They had something called Death Valley, which was even way deeper than Key. And he would hit 30 home runs because where he had power to was not – it was a power alley. He had a lot of doubles, but it would, you couldn't pull it over the wall. You couldn't, you know, get it over the wall. Every ballpark is, has different dimensions, and part of the charm of baseball is that you tailor your club to take advantage of your home field. And the Yankees do the same thing. Matter of fact, one of the problems they've had in recent years, too many right-handed hitters to take advantage of right field. You well, know, everybody, yeah, everybody kind of does that in sports, right? You tailor, depending, like if yeah. you if you had a certain in football, there's a certain uh, Denver. They need a certain type of punter and kicker because of the altitude, yeah, and the weather. You know, if you're in the New Bills, England, take Josh Josh Allen because it's a yes. cold weather town. They need a Absolutely. big arm, athletic Strategy. dude. Yeah, and you want to be able to have him pierce through the wind. That that's the case, and that's what the Yankees were able to do in their lineup is get guys that can go over that wall, and Torres, bam, home run, see you later. You know, imagine if someone went up to play Buffalo, and, and they start saying, well, yeah, right, with the wind in Buffalo, I guess, in this uh, <laughs> Pop, Warner, Pop Warner Stadium. You know, like, wh what? Mac Jones wouldn't be good in Buffalo. Right. Not right. at all. Hmm. Pop Excuses. Warner Stadium. You know, who else yeah. <laughs> you know who else took advantage of it? Eli White, who plays for the Rangers, who in game two hit a home run that would have been out of only two out of 30 parks. 
Yeah, right? Not not Glaber Torres, which would have been a home run out of 26 out of 30. Like, two out of 30. Where was Chris Woodward complaining about that one? Oh, he likes that. He'll take that all day. Yeah, it, it, every every city, every park, it's it's just different, man. The, the altitude, the weather. You come out in L.A., the ball is sticky. Uh, when it comes off the bat, the humidity does something to the ball when it's traveling in the air. I mean, it's all sorts of different things. I guess he'll complain at his next stop, wherever they're playing next. He'll be like, ah, the lights, <laughs> they're too low. That's why, that's why the Dodgers one year, I'm going to say 1979 because I'm old. All five, all four of their infielders, and the first base, oh, three of the first base, second base, third base, all hit over thirty home runs, and it was like, oh my god, that's impossible yeah, that would be in Garvey that place. Saying, Garvey saying Russell. No, Russell. You know, it was, uh, it was. Uh, no, it wouldn't be. It was Lopes. It wasn't. It Lopes. wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Russell. Russell didn't hit home runs, but those three, yeah. I, the, the thing about the Yankees too is this year, the last couple of years, instead of just going for power. They got guys who can also pick it in the field. The reason they're doing well, it was only a two-to-one game. It's not because Glaber hit the home run. It's because Rizzo's an excellent defensive first baseman. LeMayhew can play multiple positions very well in the infield. Kiner Falefa is not a hitter. He's like, okay, but he can really pick it at short and third. Uh, uh, Donaldson's a real – like, they went out and got defenders who can also put the ball in play more than they've put it in play in recent years. Now, in addition to that – they hit some jacks. That's right. You're damn right. They're the Yankees. What you think is going to happen? You know what the next thing Chris Woodard is going to be complaining about? The mm-hmm. Yankees spend too much money. After yeah. the Rangers just went out and spent millions of dollars on John Gray and Corey Seager this offseason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris Woodward, did the Yankees spend too much money? Yeah, right. The Yankees passed on all those shortstops and went out and got a cheap one in Connor Falefa. Not bad. They're doing pretty good. Yeah, they are. Although the, the Dodgers just passed them for winning percentage. Hey, you don't see that? worry about that. Quiet. We didn't say anything. Leave the Dodgers alone. Let us keep <laughs> doing what we're doing. You can put the hex on you. Yeah. Just Fly under the, the radar, roll. huh? Yeah, let the yeah. hype roll in New York. We're nice and quiet. Although Walker Bueller uh, had his 100th win, and he was fanning people yesterday. Yo, Bueller was – yeah, he has the second highest winning percentage in his first 100 decisions in baseball history. Mm. Two – Whitey Ford, Yankees ace from the 50s and 60s. Okay. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Dirty or not, guys, the Grizzlies may be without their best player for game four. We'll tell you if they can win. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jay is the basketball expert on the show, being one of the top point guards that come out of Duke. No question about it. So he sees it different. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com 
slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are back with Brevin Knight, who joins us now. Good morning. Morning. How y'all doing? What up, Jersey's finest? <laughs> Boy, man, I like hearing that. Come on, man. Hey, I got to ask you right off the bat. What do you think about this whole John Morant's knee injury and how it happened with Jordan Poole? I don't, I don't put any stock into it. The one thing that I refuse to do is to dumb down this, the narrative of this uh, series to being one of breaking codes or this the next game where something else happens. Uh, we had two extreme fouls in two games that are extreme, you know, in, in their nature, and they were taken care of. The thing with John Morant, I think more than anything, was just a basketball play. And if you slow down five plays in NBA games of the way someone was, was hit, it can look a certain way with it being that slow. And so I, I, I just – I, I can't believe that at that point Jordan Poole knew consciously let me grab his knee and I can hurt him. Uh, I just don't think that that's any uh, that's not the nature of any of these players on either side. Uh, there's two teams competing hard. Brevin Knight, Grizzlies TV analyst and ba- best basketball player from New Jersey is joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. I had to do that just to get a chuckle out of my man, Jay Will. Y'all both were obviously held it down in Jersey. That's why everybody's always talking about y'all. So when you look at Brevin, when you when you look at the situation with Jordan Poole, did he, I mean, does he deserve to be suspended, sort of like a Draymond situation? Or do you just kind of look at it and say, well, he really didn't do it the way people are trying to say he did it or the way Ja said he did it? Well, I, I'm, I'm the, when you're a competitor and you're in the heat of the moment, you're going to have your feelings. Those guys are out there competing, so I'm, I'm not going to uh, uh, take away anything that Josh said or the way that he feels. You asking me as another basketball player and being in situations and games where there's contact that ha- that happens as part of the game, I, I took it more as being contact that happened as part of the game, not as being another way of someone trying uh and, and this is where he's trying to hurt John. And so that that would be the way that 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 I took it, the way that I saw it. Um yeah. but I, I would I, I would never like I said, I would never tell someone else, especially the person that went through it, how you should feel about it. Yeah, it looked like he it looked like to me watching it from the back angle, it looked like he was trying to reach for the ball initially and then right. as he got a piece of a piece of his leg, he kind of swiped back toward his own body. But, you know, what do I know? Slow mo- slow motion will make you think a lot of different things. No, I'm with you on that, Keith. I was going to say, can you watch, listen, if y'all want in football, Keith, this, you think of it, all the hand fighting, everything that goes on when you're trying to get open, whatever. If we slow down every single defensive <laughs> tactic or every single offensive tactic that you use to get open, people would say that's a penalty. 
Oh, that's man. Totally too. Brett, Brett, yeah, that's just I, that's that's the nature. Hey, I was laughing and chuckling, Jay, because I was thinking when he just brought up football and hand swiping. It's dudes that have tried to swipe at the football and hit other parts of your body, and you know damn well they wasn't trying to do it intentionally, but somehow the hand winded up in that particular place. So, Brad, with exactly with full contact sport, full contact sport, slapping down on balls. Um, Jeez. What? That's what we call in basketball. You slap down on the rock. Anyway, get your head out of the gutter, Kayshawn. I love you, Jay. I love oh, you. man. Uh, so, Brev, I have to – if Ja is not able to play tonight, I know Memphis's record is like 21, 22, and 1, something crazy like that without Ja, but the dude has been averaging 38 points per game. Mm. Would you give them a legit chance without Ja, considering Desmond Bain and his injury and how Jaron Jackson always seems to be in foul trouble? Uh, I do give them a chance because uh, – I- it is they've proven that they've been able to find ways to win without John. And I think the, the biggest issue is everyone raises their game up another level, but they also you start to see it be a, more team-oriented because, like anybody, when you have a star like Ja, when things aren't going well, easily you say, oh, give him the ball, he'll make it right. Well, he's not out there, so now everyone else has to make it right. We have to depend on each other a lot more than maybe you had to when he was out on the floor because he makes the game that much easier for everyone else. And then so with that leaning on each other, with that attention to detail, but still having players that are capable of going out there and, and, and getting it done, then I still I still give them a chance. This, the matchups, the reason why I, I don't worry as much with this series as if this was Minnesota is because you don't have to worry about the, the people that are hounding the ball handlers against the Warriors as you would – against a Minnesota team. And so now the loss of another ball handler doesn't affect the Grizzlies in the same way as it would against a pressure defensive team. So that still allows them to execute offensively. And then conversely on the defensive side, it puts everybody everybody on their P's and Q's in a heightened uh, sense of we have to do it on a string and also individually. Now, Brev, I know your brother and I were fierce rivals, Seton Hall Prep, St. Joe's High School, and we met – multiple times in the state championships and we had some we had some legit battles can i just tell you me as a crazy player if my best player said something like that broke break code broke code whatever it is after the game you would expect some chippiness in tonight's game can we expect some chippiness in tonight's game from the memphis side considering what this whole series has been i don't think so jay again i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna say it again we have there are very few of those guys in the league that that play the game in that way. Like a, yeah. these guys are too too much of friends to be rivals or guys that are going to go out and do something outside of basketball. So will it be highly competitive? Yes. Um, do I think we're going to sit back and, and watch and say, oh, let's see who's going to go out? To, no, because it, that's not their style of play. Neither team plays that way. They had fouls. They have, and the reason why I say they don't play that way is because they had. People take fouls in a, in a position that puts you in place to be flagrant to kicked out of game. Like if you were, if this was, if that's really how you played, you would know how to foul someone to not put yourself in that position. So that's not their, that's not their, uh, it's not who they are uh, in terms of their personalities or how they play. So I think it's just going to be competitive basketball. Whichever team can execute the best, the Warriors' execution in Game Three was absolutely phenomenal. 
on both ends of the floor. And the Grizzlies, have, they have changes they have to make to stay in the game tonight. Who are you taking tonight? No, I'm just kidding, Revin. <laughs> Grizzlies TV analyst. <laughs> and Jersey's you own. Know, you, you, know, you said who, who, who pays the bills? I got who I go with. <laughs> Revin Knight. Uh, you know who pays the bills? John Morant. That dude needs to get back in that lineup as soon hey, as possible. That's why, I ride, that's why I ride with him. No doubt. Okay. All right, Thanks, Brevin. Appreciate it. No doubt. Y'all have a good one. All right. Guys, a second-year quarterback in the MVP conversation? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Did Monday morning Dan strike again? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, Jay Will. And Max. Jay is the basketball expert on the show, being one of the top point guards to come out of Duke. No question about it. So he sees it different. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Key, you were uh, at the Dickie V Gala on Friday, huh? Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was an amazing event. Um, I flew in, flew in Thursday, did the deal Friday, flew back to L.A. on Saturday, celebrate Mother's Day or whatnot. But uh, it was a great, great event. Uh, v Foundation raising money to support cancer research. I think they I think they raised about eleven and a half million dollars. It was just it was, you know, I've been around all sorts of events and stuff like that. But to to be around something when the pouring out and the caring of individuals that was there not only from an athlete standpoint in entertainment business but just people that was willing to participate in the whole situation was fun i mean it was it was just it was a fun thing and in being able to see some of the kids that have fought through pediatric situation pediatric cancer it's just it was it was touching at the same time it was one of those deals jay max where you like just appreciate life in general man and having been a parent who's lost a child, different circumstances, but losing a child is losing a child. And seeing some of those kids and knowing that you got to raise money to help cancer research, because, you know, 50, 100, two, three hundred million dollars in the grand scheme of things, is it that much money when you're talking about some of the medical stuff that has to take place? I, I keep just to add to that, I mean, I've been down to that event twice and it, it literally blew my mind how hard Dickie V works to recruit people to go down there. And, you know, this whole last month and a half, two months, I've been hearing you talk about it. And I remember just going back to those times, the amount of texts, like 30, 50. Go to sleep, man. I am coming. You you got me locked (laughs) in. Wait, I told him. I I said, man, will you go to bed? It's 6 in the damn morning. I'm on the air. And I'm like, if he's recruiting me, how is he recruiting Jay Wright? How is he recruiting Coach K? All these other guys that make all these incredible appearances, man. But shout out to Dickie V for what he puts on every single year. Man, he's incredible. All, you talk all about day long, long Max. You talk, about, you talk about a worthy cause. Cancer takes 10 million people worldwide a year. 10 million every year. The person who figures it out, I know they'd be standing on the shoulder of giants, right? If there's something higher than a Nobel Prize, whoever figures out a way to beat this thing, 
deserves that. And people who are working to help cure cancer, there is no more worthy cause. Good for Dickie V and no, for you, Keith, for going to spend your time of course, on of your course. precious weekend to do that hey, look, because you don't have a lot of time. Max, I couldn't say no. Yep. Not, <laughs> not, I couldn't. I would, hey, he wasn't gonna let me say no. The dude texted <laughs> me like every no thirty anyway. seconds. You wouldn't. No, say I wouldn't no say anyway. no anyway. No, you're right about that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are back in ten seconds from now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Say my name so again, Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, I said. What do you think I said? The, the way you emphasize Keyshawn. Keyshawn. It, it wasn't just like Keyshawn. You know, you're like, Keyshawn. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So Max got some swag to him to okay. a degree. So uh-huh. it's like, is he trying to be? Oh. Oh. And I have to tell him, he been around us enough where it just rubs off on him. He got that swag like that. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, swag like that. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Key, so you're saying Max is one of us. Well, no, I, no, 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 I, I didn't say that. We don't want his brain to start myself. to go in that direction, but it's one of those deals where you know who that up, he is comfortable. Yes. Dealing with us. Yes. You can't see it right now, but Key is using a lot of hand sign. It's comfortable. Like a lot of circling motions with the hands. Because Max knows what I'm talking about. There are those that tolerate, and there are those that are comfortable. It's New York, man. Max is comfortable. If you grew up in New York in the time I grew up, everyone was mixed in together. Like, L.A. is very diverse, but I would say Key economically and geographically separated. Like, you can even go to a park. In L.A., you see every ethnic group, but everyone is in their own little packs, right? In New York, everyone's just, at least maybe it's not that way anymore, but when I was a kid, everyone was mixed in together. So, you know, you get used to everybody. Melting yeah, down. so, yeah, you know, Max is one of them dudes, he get, like they asked me, he said, what's up? I said, man, he cool, man. Don't even, he, he get a pass, he's straight. Dropping lyrics, you know, dropping right? bars and everything. Yeah, he good, man, you know, because, well. you know, every now and then, Max knows this, you yeah. can be accused of something uh-huh. that you're not. And I had to set him straight. I said, no, he ain't, no. Don't do it. Well, They're try, trying too hard, in other words? Yeah, but you good, though. You ain't, you know. Right. You one that, you know, you might slide down the aisle, one that look like me. You know what I'm saying? You, that's how <laughs> oh, you roll. Oh, my goodness. You know? Wait, what? You know, hey, Max, hey, I, 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 see you, I see you staring at the screen. Don't transition <laughs> he, off that one. He, he trying don't to get out of there. Don't transition. <laughs> no, okay. I see him looking at the screen while you're saying I'm like, out of all the things to transition off in of, New York, that I will line. say, I will say that line. I don't want to get too deep into this, but in New York, <laughs> it's okay, everyone man. converges. Everyone converges on a certain type, 
in terms of the stuff that Key just said, that is a mix of everybody. And I will leave it at that. <laughs> I love yes. that. Yeah, dance yes. around. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about it? This segment, every day, you get to vote on it. Key, I can't. F1 interviews, 17%. Someone thought that... Uh, Someone thought that uh, Paulo Banquero was Patrick Mahomes. Little League ballparks. Oh, sorry, fight night because Canelo was upset by Bivol. I don't consider it that big an upset. Bivol was always going to be his hardest fight south of 175 175 pounds or south. Bivol won. 17% want to talk about that. 27% want to talk about Little League ballparks. That's what Chris Woodward, Rangers manager, said about Yankee Stadium. After Glaber Torres walked off with a home run. And he said, oh, it wouldn't have been as just a home run in this Little League ballpark. But 39% want to talk about Justin Fields' future, Key. Yeah, he got a, a, a great future in Chicago. And, and I want you to take a listen to what Dan Orlowski just said about him. I was surprised that one of those second-round picks wasn't either an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. Like I said, his top two pass-catching threats are a second-round tight end and a third-round wide receiver that they took high draft-wise they third-round 24- or 25-year-old receiver they took out of uh, Tennessee this year. So for us to expect for this young quarterback to come in and play really well this year, you're kidding yourselves. It's not going to happen. And if Justin Fields does, if Justin Fields plays really well this year, he will be in the MVP conversation because of what he has been given to play with. And that's not a stretch, though. If he plays well, you know he's done some magical things. And that's why in my ranking a week ago, I had him at number two. Which was, I'm saying, I believe his skill set, Max and Jay, will allow him to do some things that Dan says that will put him in an MVP conversation. Now, I don't know if it'll be an MVP conversation, but he certainly has the ability to put his team on his back despite not having the name-branded people that people are looking for in the offensive side of the ball. He does look, Jay, to me, to be on the spectrum somewhere between like Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. Strong, mobile, big arm. Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. So, Jay, when I said that, you were like, eh, I don't well, know. No, no, because I, I, I automatically, when I hear names like Josh Allen, I'm like, okay, Josh Allen was involved in an MVP conversation a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Or Dak Prescott has got paid the bag this past offseason, um, you know, two offseasons ago. But I, I just, I think the important thing around Justin Fields is patience. And I think Key has talked about the timing of this, right? By the time you get a quarterback to year three, that's where you're looking for all the snacks, like snizzle. Did I say snizzle? Snizzle. Yeah, Snizzle. for shizzle. Never mind. I ain't going to say <laughs> And <risk>. pop coming <laughs> out. But I'm saying, essentially, Justin Fields, like this is year one for him because he was splitting time last year with Andy Dolan's just to make sure that we keep that into perspective. Like, let's not anticipate too much Snizzle right off the snizzle. top. Snizzle, there you go. Horrific Snack crackle snizzle. pop, man. Snack yeah. crackle pop. There I don't know. Like, Gaggy. I was going to say, don't expect – look, don't – I'm not saying he 5,000 yards. I'm not saying 50 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you can look at his ability and the things that he's going to be able to do in helping his team get those wins. His his ability and his style will make him the second-best quarterback out of the top six second-year guys for me because 
he'll will it'll be because of him they're winning the games. It won't be because of anything else. He when I think about Josh Allen, the one thing is for all the raw talent, and he had crazy raw talent. It took years of development, and the development went, like, perfectly. Like, you couldn't ask for better development year over year for him to get where he is. And the whole question with Fields is, will he be in an environment that allows that kind of development year over year? Well, Chicago Bear fans better hope so. That is why they hired the coaches that they hired, and Eberflus, and I I can't think of the offensive coordinator's name, but that's why they bring in Ryan Poles to – to, to do the things that a young, talented quarterback is capable of doing. That's why they went up to get him to begin with because certainly Matt Nagy and company thought that they had something. They just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I mean, look, Trubisky had success in Chicago that no one else has had since Trubisky. But Fields was working in his rookie season starting games with virtually nothing behind a bad offensive line. And let's face it, by the standards of the NFL, a coach who was not successful, so bad coaching situation, without a lot of receiving targets, etc. I mentioned Josh Allen, Jay, but another guy who comes to mind is Dak Prescott. Because when I look just at raw stuff, I know it's a lot more mm-hmm. to it than that. Whatever Dak can do in a raw sense, just like the raw material, I feel like Justin Fields has that plus. He has like Dak talent plus. That's a far from, da- from Dak. Dak has done a lot of other things. But if he can go through the progressions quicker and all that stuff, man, the sky's yeah, I, the limit. Yeah. yeah. I, think he's, I think he's more talented than yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah. yeah, I agree. He definitely looks more dynamic. Yeah. But I think, once again, continuity helps with who your OC is, with who your head coach is, and really building that into fundamentally how you play the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he got a little more runway now because, as Key said, this is like his rookie season in a lot of respects. So patience, 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 Chicago – you finally drafted a guy who may wind up to be a great quarterback for the first Max, time ever. Max, I'm going to turn you to Travis Kelsey 2.0. What's up? Just check it out. Just check out Travis Kelsey 2.0 and his swag and how he get out. Oh, me? I'm, oh, I'm Ke- yeah, <laughs> I know. I love Travis Kelsey. He, he said, what do you mean? They said, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I got I, it. Because I, I, I was it. in my ear. He said, he said me to Travis. Yes. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Do you know yeah, what he's yeah, – will, yeah. will you take that yeah. all day? For sure. <laughs> Max All day, Max twice sneaky. on Sunday. Don't let Max does, he know you, does he know we're talking about? Twi- twice on day? Sunday from context, Jay. You get it immediately. <laughs> we're back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.